Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning. 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 You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what is up, guys? My name is Brian. My name is Jackie. And we'll be your guests for today's show. Today's show, we're going to talk about animals, animal cruelty, and an interview with farm butcher tables. All that in an hour. Stay tuned. You are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, in Little Village. And well, we have next uh, an audio piece called Parrots by Sandra Salazar. Enjoy. topic of pets, a wave of emotions comes over people. The excitement of being able to talk about your pet, getting one, receiving or giving advice, or even the sadness over the loss of a pet, or the mistreatment of animals everywhere. When specifically talking about pets, people usually talk about cats and dogs, but we don't really hear about parrots. Parrots are the third most popular pet in the United States, yet not much light is shown on them. We don't hear as much about the proper care of parrots, or the abuse they go through, or what to do when you feel like you can no longer provide a good home for a parrot. Unfortunately, many people believe that they can get a parrot, keep it in its cage, feed it sunflower seeds, and it will start talking to them. That is not the case. Parrots are very complex creatures, and without the proper care, they can live a very miserable life. I became interested in parrots when I was a kid. I grew up in a household with a parrot named Susie, who was older than me. I'm 19, so Susie's probably in her early to mid-20s, and I'm still fascinated by her. She doesn't have a very big vocabulary, although according to my mother, she did once, when she was very young. The way Susie came into our family was through my uncle. He used to live with us, and one day he just brought home a parrot. However, after having some issues with family and his own life, he ended up moving out, and Susie was left with us. Susie's a blue-fronted Amazon, and being that there are many different kinds of parrots, each different kind requires its own special care. Parrots, unlike many dogs or cats, aren't always the best family pet. They tend to choose one person and will only be interested in that single person. However, that is not always the case. Not all parrots are the same, and there are many who are very open and eager to interact with multiple humans. Nonetheless, for those parrots that do choose a single person, 
may even become jealous of another human interacting with their human, which can result in aggression towards others, especially if that human has a mate. Sadly, this is the kind of behavior that isn't tolerated and causes a lot of parrots to lose their home. Luckily for both Susie and I, I am her chosen human within the household and I love spending time with her. Whenever I get my check, you can bet that a good chunk of it goes towards her. Whether it's food, toys, purchase, or anything that I see and feel like she needs, I will probably end up buying. And this summer, I made it a goal to build her a PVC playstand. If you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about, take a minute and Google it. If you're a parrot owner, maybe it's something you want to consider doing. It's not as expensive as buying a play stand from the store and you get to design it to your liking, which is beneficial since only you know your parrot best. However, regardless of whether you're an experienced or new pet owner, I would never discourage researching any questions that you have, especially with having the internet literally a push of a button away. But as they say, don't believe everything you see in the internet and be careful with your sources. I'm always searching any questions I have and would recommend the following sites for more reliable information about parrots. www.birdtricks.com www.birdchannel.com www.lefaber.com Hello, we are Yola Kali. What's up? Hey, what's up guys? And we're back. And uh, well, those are actually an interesting RDPs, would you say? Parrots. Um, what do you think about it, Jackie? Well, it's very interesting how, how these creatures are very complex. They're not as easy as dogs and cats. Yeah, um, I actually used to have a parrot. And it was, like, really different from the dogs and cats we have. And, uh, I mean, they're really um, beautiful creatures. It's just that you need to know how, how they act towards you. And, uh, well, my parents used to hate my uncle, so he wouldn't let them, uh, like, get close to him. But uh, parents are so nice. They, and as um, Sandra says, the audio piece, it's, it's not just about keeping and keeping the parrot in the cage and just feeding them. You know, you, you should, like, let them out and then let you, let them uh, explore your house and everything. It's, it's, just, it's not just about taking care of it, you know? Be free. Yeah. And also, oh, I remember about parrots. I have a parrot, too. And the, the funny thing is that people are like, oh, no, parrots don't eat this. They don't eat that. They don't eat that. They only eat this. But my parrot eats chips. He eats basically whatever you what? give him. He eats chips. He eats bread. He eats tortillas. He eats anything but except meat and all that. But he pretty, basically he eats a lot of things. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know you parents liked that. <laughs> I didn't know if it was even healthy for them. Mm, that's quite interesting. Well, actually, my parents used to eat a lot of seeds. That's what they mostly like. Yeah, and and I have. I used to have vans, and so he, when I get something from the kitchen, he would always used to crawl like on the bottom of my feet and then just bite for no reason and then be like. But I didn't felt it, like, only, like, five minutes later, where my, part of my shoe was, like, torn off already. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, my parrot bit me once, and it was awful. So, never, you should not never get your parrot mad. I was, actually, that was not my fault. Like, he was mad. It was something else. And I was just trying to pet him, and, like, he just grabbed me from my thumb and started biting me. Ouch. It actually 
They're really bad, but I actually feel bad for him because he was scared. It was something happened to him. I don't remember. And what's great about my parrot is that that when he wants something, he like yells like across the table, and sometimes he get, it gets really annoying. <laughs> yeah, my parrot too. He will uh, whistle a lot. He has his own. He has his own song. He will sing all the time. I I just forgot how. What was it? But yeah, um, that was a long time ago. Cause my parrot, uh, he actually died died on Christmas Day. That was <laughs> that was so random. Oh. Yeah, but um, yeah. Actually, he was old already. He was like ten years old already. So, it was, I guess it was time for him. But uh, yeah, these creatures are like so different for cats, obviously. And uh, there's so many, so many type of parrots you can see in the world, wakamayas and all this yeah. stuff. And they're they're all they're all great. Yeah, and also um, oh yeah, when it was Christmas. Oh no, not Christmas. When we were. When my dad used to put music on, yeah, he used to, like, dance and, like, bop his head and be like, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. That's awesome. Well, remember, guys, you are listening to WLPN, WLPN 105.5, Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio in the Little Village. And Jackie, we have a, an audio piece by Jackie. It's called My Pet Rabbit. I had a rabbit when I was just six years old. It was so adorable, fun-loving, the cutest, happy, jumpy rabbit you could ever meet. I always remember back in the summer. I would go outside and play with my dog and rabbit. I remember the day where I brought my soccer ball and I accidentally kicked it towards my pet rabbit. That was the magical moment when I saw my pet rabbit playing soccer. Oh. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Then I remembered, another day, I went to do errands with my mom. Let's go. We left my pet rabbit outside. You're wondering why? Well, my grandma was at home, and she's supposed to take care of the rabbit, but... Get over here! It was hard to handle. That might have answered your question. Okay, back to the story. Me and my mom came home and I heard the most heartbreaking news ever. My pet rabbit was killed. It was shot six times. Five shots in the body, one in the head. I went outside and saw the blood on the grass. I began to cry. Till that day, I never had another pet rabbit. Well, that was a really heartbreaking story. I know. I know. It pretty was. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. And, um, can you tell us more, like, how, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel after you find out that your rabbit was dead? Um, well, first, it was pretty tough because it was my first pet that I had. And it was fun. It was not like some ordinary bunny. I mean, rabbit. He used to play soccer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yay. It was like the perfect pet for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was my first pet since. So it was pretty good. So then when they shot, everything just turned around the corner. It went bad. And I started to cry. And sometimes I even um, feel like I'm a 
like I sometimes I feel like this pressure when I just go back to memories and all that. And I'm yeah, I feel you. I used to uh, have a a dog. Well, two dogs were back when I was in Mexico. One of them ran away, so that was really heartbreaking for me too. And the other one, um, she was old. Like she was really old and. She could barely walk. She could barely walk down the stairs. And she could barely see, too. So we had to put her down to sleep. So I know how you feel. Even though she was not killed, but I know how it feels when you lose a pet you like. Yeah. It's like losing your mom or dad. Yeah, exactly. Just, it was like part of your family already. Yeah. And it's, it's really sad once you lose something because you know you've been with with it for the, like, for the remainder. Like, you've been alive. You've been with it. You've played, and it's been really good so far. Yeah, and, uh, well, talking about animals, well, there's been a lot of animal cruelty around the world. Yes, and definitely. And a lot of stuff have gone viral, just people um, recording themselves uh, mistreating a dog or a cat, killing them, and it's, they think it's funny, but they actually have serious stuff. There's even Facebook videos about it, right? That yeah. people just post online about about animals being just randomly hit, shot, or whatever. Yeah, and I just that just people sometimes just get pets. Just they think it's just like a toy, and they just leave them, and they just abandon them, and like in the street. And uh, well, that's actually uh, actually another uh, serious topic because um, well, pets is, uh, they're not toys. It's something you're supposed to take care of. Because you need a lot of responsibility. And actually, uh, well, sometimes uh, shelters, they pick up pets or cats or dogs out of the streets. And they have to be euthanized. So they have to put them to sleep. And uh, each year, approximately 2.7 million animals are being uh, euthanized. And it's really hard. Yeah. And and according to dosomething.org... More than 50% of of the fur that comes from the U.S., that brings from the U.S., comes from China, where millions of dogs and cats are often bled to death and skinned alive for their fur. Wow. That's, oh, that's really strong. Yeah. That's something you guys have to take care, take in mind. Remember, pets aren't, they're not toys or something. It's like your own family. Yeah. I just got goosebumps right now just thinking of that. Yeah, that that's that, that's really sad. It's just like it's like it's not it's not moral. It's not something you see every day, it's unethical. So it's something you guys you should think about. And well yeah, I just I just I I love animals a lot. And I will not stand just looking at someone hurting an animal. Yeah, and don't forget people, pets. Pets are not just pets. They're people. They're human beings, too. And if you kill a pet, it's like just killing a person. Exactly. They, they, they have feelings, too. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like a plant. You kill a plant or something. that is not going to feel anything. They're it's, humans. It's not like, oh, my pet is a robot. It can't feel anything. Do this, do that. It can't feel anything. No, they're human beings. Imagine if you're being tortured. It's the same thing dogs feel. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of people who do a lot of uh, dog fighting, and, and actually that's being illegal in a lot of places, but people still do it. Like the chicken fights you see? Yeah, exactly. Actually, my grand- grandfather used to fight chickens. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, it was it was it was hard, but I don't know. It was it was kind of like a sport, you you can say. And um, I don't know. It was kind of normal for where I, where I lived, but I was I was small at that time, and then after I realized it was kind of bad. <laughs> it's just like torturing an animal, trying to like get it to do something. Yeah. Well. Let's wrap it up right here, and remember you guys, you are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM, Lopin Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y in the York Little Village. Now we have a song, a really fun song, about dogs who like socks, by Psychostic, it's a metal song, and I just love it. Enjoy. I'm a dog and I like socks, I like socks, I'm a dog, I'm a dog and I like socks, I like socks, I'm a dog, give me that sock, I'm num num, give me that sock, I'm num num, we are dogs and we like socks, we like socks, we are dogs, we are dogs and we like socks, we like socks, we are dogs, dark socks, dogs, socks, 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 dark socks, dogs, socks, dark socks, I'm a dog and I enjoy playing with socks for some reason, don't judge me, we are dogs. Hey, what is up, guys? And yeah, if you guys love that song, then you should be proud of it because this song is awesome. Really awesome. I love. I loved it. It's a really fun song. But yeah, um, next thing we have is a naughty piece that I made, and um, I don't know it's something random I decided to make because I, I like cats, you know. And while you're listening to this audio piece, you'll know what I'm talking about. And this audio piece is called "Feeding My Cats." I love you. Hello, I'm Yahida, and here we have two guests from Farmer Butcher Table that we're going to introduce. Uh, Farmer Butcher Table is a local organization that produces local f- food production. 
food products and works with local chefs in the food industry. Let's introduce them. Um, we have John and Nathan. Hello. Hey there. Thank you for coming. Glad to be here. Uh, so let's start with the obvious. Uh, what's the main goal for Farmer Butcher Table? Yeah, Farm Butcher Table was created nine years ago, um, and the goal is to support our community through um, unique dining events. So that is, we've with that goal, we raise pigs on our family farm, and then work with chefs all around Chicago and Iowa to help uh, charities in our communities. All right, and what motivated you to come up with it? Um, I think a variety of factors. One, um, we really like to know where our food comes from, but also um, we like to throw parties with our friends. And we thought, why not combine both and actually give back to the community at the same time? So you raise your own animals, right? Uh, mostly pigs, right? We just raise pigs. Every year we do four of them on uh, our family farm in Iowa. So what exactly makes like the animals special exactly? Good question. I mean, pigs are always special, in our humble opinion, but uh, these pigs are even better. Uh, they're what's called a heritage breed. They're known as mangalitsas. So they came over from Hungary. That's where they started over in Europe, and they've only been in the United States for about a decade. Chefs really love these pigs because they're really fatty, really, really fatty, which makes the meat taste better. They also are really furry, and they look, everyone says that our new ones are looking like sheep. So uh, they you know, look like sheep pigs, I guess. Yeah, I saw a picture of them. Um, they're very fluffy. I actually thought they were sheep when I saw them. I was like, are you cooking lamb? <laughs> <laughs> also delicious, but no, these are pigs. <laughs> they look we're extremely sure. fluffy. <laughs> they they must be really cute when they're little. They're really cute, and they stay cute. Uh, they're just, uh, they get a little dirtier and a little angrier. And um, a little more delicious. Yeah, and more delicious. So what, um, so why do you think it's good to be with the community, come on, like, uh, interact with them? Interact with the community? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chicago's a big, diverse city, um, and we wanted to make sure that we are seeing all parts of it and, and helping organizations all around the city. So every year we choose a different community partner. This year it's Yolo Cali. Yeah, that, that's exciting. Um, and it's just a great way for us to interact with other communities around Chicago and give back where we can. Oh, so why did you decide to club with Yolokali? Well, you guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, <laughs> that's, that's pretty all much the, that's, that's pretty much the key thing here. Uh, no, we, you guys actually, Yolokali reached out to us and uh, put together a proposal that said, how could we work together? We were very honored to, uh, to, to get your interest and um, decide to partner all year with you. So what do you expect from Yolokali and the youth? More of this. <laughs> <laughs> More of you guys being creative. Um, the, we actually have a, a big event on June 5th, um, so people can find that on farmbutchertable.org. A big party where uh, we're bringing some great chefs to bear, and Yolo Cali did all the art for that uh, party. So you'll see the the pig designs that the students did here hanging all over the party. Mm, that sounds nice, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw some of the drawings on the pigs. They look really pretty. I agree. So, what are exactly the events? 
Well, there's a the one coming up on June fifth is a um, uh, sort of a sausage uh, festival where we're having four different um, chefs from around town come in, um, and it's four hours on Sunday, June fifth at Local Foods in the Hideout, and basically uh, they they prepare all these sausages. Uh, we serve them. We're gonna have um, some amazing music from Sonorama uh, out there, and we're just you know gonna have a giant dance party, uh, a lot of sausages, and uh, some some beverages for the adults. Yeah, else we do um, other pop-ups around around Chicago throughout the year and then um, at local bars or local restaurants. And then every year on Labor Day weekend, we do one three-day music pork festival in Iowa on that family farm where people can get out of Chicago, come camp out in Iowa, and eat food that we cook all three days. That sounds really fun, actually. <laughs> we'll <laughs> love to join that. Uh, what are the things that I wanted to ask was the farm. Mm-hmm. So where's the farm located? It's about seven hours directly west of Chicago in the northwest corner of Iowa. It's where I grew up, actually. Wow. So um, is the farm just a local farm, or is it private, or what is it, actually? Yep, it's my family farm. This is John. Uh, my parents still live there. They uh, raise corn and soybeans and help us with these four pigs every year. Um, so that's where they've been, uh, multiple generations have been for a long time. That sounds really nice. And the pigs must love it there. They get treated very well. So hand fed every day. Um, they got a nice big wide area to run around. They're happy pigs. Yeah, that sounds nice. But, um, what do you think of animal cruelty? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's, let's dig into that. So, um, I, I mean, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about this, uh, before the interview and you know I think we're we're very down on animal cruelty and that's kind of the reason we started raising our own uh pigs you know when sometimes when you go to the grocery store you don't necessarily know where it's coming from or how it's raised and there's a lot more information out there now um about how animals are treated and how they interact and um how that sort of big farm processing part goes so we're very much advocates of um ethical treatment of animals um you know obviously we're we are not vegetarians but um yeah, we, we really support uh, treating animals fairly, letting them actually be animals, um, and raising them sustainably and correctly. Yeah, I mean, if you talk to, to anybody that studies this or anybody that knows good food, treating animals well um, and, and uh, humanely uh, processing them not only helps the environment, helps the community, but actually it tastes a heck of a lot better too. So and you can taste the difference if your animals are treated well when they're being raised. I, from, my dad used to work as a butcher, so I usually see the animals sometimes, and they looked really awful, and I was always wondering how they can taste like that, so I always wanted to taste actual meat that was raised correctly, the meat that my dad usually butchered looked, well, the pigs actually looked very sad and fattening, and it was just a little sad to see them like that. Well, there's starting to be a, a bigger shift now with the uh, you know the advent of the organic movement and things like that, where they're starting to shift away a little bit from these factory type farms, and it's more widely available and it's becoming less expensive. But there's definitely still a long way to go. We're also very very much like huge proponents of you know using the whole animal, sort of honoring the whole animal. Um, we don't really waste a whole lot with our pigs. We pretty much use everything. Um, if you name it, we probably tried to eat it at one point. So, um, 
<laughs> there's not there's not a lot of not a lot wasted either uh, in, in what we do. All right. Well, one last question. Do you like Yolakali? Oh my goodness, well, we love Yolakali. Yeah, we're down here. We're down here as as much as we can. You guys are doing some great stuff, including this radio show, and we appreciate you uh, asking us to be on. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. All right. Thank Thanks. you. You are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolakali, and Little Village. Remember, you are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. Yeah, well, that was a really curious song we used here right there. Yeah, it was pretty funny, though. Yeah, I mean, it was made by Japanese people, you guys know. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. And, well, talking about chickens, well, the next thing we have is an audio piece that I made. It's about chickens, and it's called... My destiny is a chicken. Uh, it's about um, how chickens are raised and until we basically how they're raised and then until they like comes their time for them to, you know, get butchered. Exactly. So enjoy. Where am I? What is this place? It's so dark in here. Maybe I should try to get out. No, everything is brighter, but not as bright as I thought it would be. I still don't know where I am. It smells horrible in here. What's the smell? I want to walk, or at least stand up, but my legs are too weak. I've been looking around, and I notice others like me, trying to walk as well, but unable to. One of them is crawling towards me. He told me his name, which is Max. And he asked me for my name, but I don't have one. And it makes me think, should I be called something? Where am I? I stopped thinking about that when Max pointed his wing to my right. Everyone knows stares in the same direction. Are we in a cage? But why are we here? Who put us here? Watch out, someone's coming. Wait. Why are you holding me? Let me go! Hmm. What was that for? I look outside the cage and see others like us. But some are a little bit old and others are even older than the old ones. They look sick and sad for some reason. I can still see them. Someone's getting the older ones out of their cage. They're taking them. But where? Everyone in my cage start wondering the same thing. The ones across her cage 
are telling us that they're being moved to a different cage. Others say that some terrible stuff is going to happen to them. I'm skeptical. I don't know what to think. I'm so confused. Wait, what's that? Max is standing on his legs. What if I try to do the same thing? I did it, I'm walking. I start walking around, but there's not much to travel. Our cage is too small. No, what? What are these little balls? They smell good. Whoa, they're delicious. Is this what you call food? It's really good. I love food now. Max and I have been really good friends since we met. We always talk about the outside world. Always like outside the cages, who are those giants, and stuff like that. I just enjoy talking to him about this. I could talk to the others as well, but they don't have the same curiosity. <sighs> Anyways, I've realized that there's a routine every day. The giants feed us, check the cages, and take the other ones out of theirs. It's the same thing every single day. I wonder what's their real destination. I feel so jealous. I wish Max and I could go with them. I want to know how's out there so bad. It's been a while since everything started. I've been living the same routine every single day. Get fed, being checked by the giants, and the older ones being taken out of their cages. There hasn't been any different day. I mean, I don't really care anymore. I'm used to it already. Plus, Max is with me. He's the one who makes everything interesting. He's like my brother, always being there for me when the others make fun of me. But he has been acting a little bit weird lately. He doesn't talk as much as before and don't eat at all. I think he's sick. He tells me that he'll be fine. That is just a small cold. I hope it is. I'm worried. He looks worse every day. Max looks really sick. What can I do? I really want to help him, but I just don't know how. He's shaking so badly. He's cold. I'm laying next to him. Try to cuddle to keep him warm. He can barely talk. Suddenly, he falls asleep. So do I. Huh? What now? I try to wake up Max, but he's not responding. Wake up! Wake up! Nothing. He must be really tired because it seems that he wouldn't wake up easily. The giants are reaching to him. No! Leave him alone! Where are you taking him? I hear them talk, but I'm unable to understand what they're saying. The others are telling me not to worry. They say that he's going to be in a better place. I don't understand. Where is that better place? Wait, I get it now. They took Max to cure him. Yes, that's it. Since he's really sick, the giants noticed it and decided to help him. Suddenly, I'm really, really happy about it. Max is going to be fine after all. 
He also has made an outside cage. Isn't that awesome? I'll be waiting patiently so I can ask him how's the outside world. I'm so excited. It's been so long. I haven't bring Max back. I wonder if he's doing okay. His sickness must have been really bad since they're taking so much time to cure him. I just hope he comes back soon. I really miss him. He's my only friend, and it's so boring without him. I just wish he was here right now. Huh? Feeding time? <gasps> Wait. They're taking us outside the cage. Could be that... Yes! I'm finally going to see the outside world. I can't believe this is actually happening. I wish Max was here. Wait. But what is he out there waiting for us? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I wonder where we're going first. Hmm. What is the matter thing? It's huge. Wait, I think... Whoa! Yes, I knew it. We're inside the machine now. It is transporting us somewhere. Our destination is unknown. I turn to my right and notice that one of the others is looking at me. But I've never seen him before. I get closer to see him better. But for my surprise, he does the same thing. I take a step to the side and once again, he does it too. Is he making fun of me? Wait. I'm looking at myself. It's my reflection in that metal wall. I look like the others I have been taking before. Sick, sad, miserable. I can't stand looking at myself. I can't believe that's actually me. Huh? I see something at the end of the machine. It seems that it has an ending. Suddenly, everyone starts panicking. What's going on? Why are they so scared? And then it hit me. I see that at the end there are some type of sharp saws that would cut everything in their way into a million pieces. Before being taken here, I didn't know what was my purpose in this world, what I was, and why I'm here. But now, I understand everything. It is clear to me that this is my destiny as a chicken. Hey, what's up guys? You are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM, Lumpen Ridge, Chicago. Broadcasting live from Studio Wide, you're located a little bit. And well, this RDP is actually giving a message. And well, this is how, this is what chickens go through. And the uh, butchers, um, a fact about it is that once a chicken is, is born, hatched from the egg, they do not see the light of the song, never. Because uh, they spend their, their lives in the, in the cages, just being fed, you know, and once they're big enough, they take them to the butcher and just kill them. Yeah, and it's um really sad, and it, it really talks about, like, their point of perspective on how they see the world, how they see the world, what they go through, and all that they, ha they, they have to suffer. Yeah, I try to make this artifice more, um, how would you call it, more sad, more dramatic. Boy, giving uh, myself a chicken, a, a friend, who actually got sick and died, you know. And uh, actually this is uh, the opposite thing as the farm butcher table people. 
because what they do, uh, actually they raise the pigs, it's more human than other companies do. Yeah, they they actually, um, like, I would say treat the animals with respect, not like the others that they go, like, come on, hurry up, no, don't that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, for example, other companies, when they um, butcher the pigs, they butcher them alive. And then that's something... That's, that's that's really sad, you know. Um, uh, I've seen a, a lot of videos of just butchering them, uh, cutting their necks off, and yeah, it's, it's really disturbing. Chickens don't deserve that. No yeah. creature deserves being butchered alive. And uh, farm butcher table people, they actually do the opposite thing. They actually raise them. They raise, like they say, a few a few pigs, and then once the once they're big enough, they will. Well, my guess is they put them to sleep because. They're they're just different, um, different from other, yeah. other places. Yeah, and I also see that they butcher. No one. I always wondered why the meat is purple, and I just found out that they're actually bruises. Oh. From the pigs that they, they hit them with with whips. They hit them everything. So that's why this, the meat is um purple. Whoa, I didn't know that. Whoa, that's. It's sort of like not, it's not like butchering, it's sort of like torturing. Yeah, they're torturing animals. They they also uh, put, um, to kill them, they put a, they shot them in their head, like right straight. And and it's, I mean, it's not, a, it's not the right way to kill the pigs. And no. um, I mean, it's better if you put them to sleep because uh, they're, they're, they're just like, like if you had a pet and you're making them suffer. It's not, it's not moral. Yeah, and it's like, for example, take yourself as an example. You're being, you're being, go through all these torture chambers and all that, and then the only way they torture you until you die is just like basically putting yourself in their shoes. Exactly, it's it's, it's like doing cannibalism, you know. You're putting your your own your own people. You you you're eating them because animals is, is like it's like it's like part of ourselves, you know. Yeah, it's like killing your own human race for just eating. Exactly, and then there's other ways to to eat. There's other other things you can eat, but unfortunately, uh, eating meat in our lives has become a daily thing. So it's, it's like a drug. We kind of stop doing it. Yeah, and I kind of don't eat meat, so... Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I cannot stop eating meat. It's, it's, I wish I could become vegetarian. You know, but I just yeah. I just can can't stop eating meat. Like when I was little, I didn't even like meat. And one time, my dad like cooked meat from a guy. Like he brought the meat and then he cooked it. And then mm-hmm. and, and then a day later, I w- that was back in November in two thousand fourteen or something. Oh, that's recent. Yeah. So then I got really sick, and I was coughing, 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 and I wouldn't stop coughing. And then I was sneezing. I had body aches and all that. Mm-hmm. And the doctor told me it was a whooping cough. And I was like... What? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're going to give you medication for it. And in a week, I was back to normal. Oh. That, that, that's weird. Well, you, you guys never know, too. You never know, like, what um, what the eat the meat you eat has in it. All those chemicals sometimes they use. Steroids. Exactly. And <laughs> it just doesn't affect the animals. It also affects you. And a lot of people have died of that. Yeah. Well, 
Remember, you're listening to WOP in 105.5 FM on Trinity, Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y on Yolake Little Village. We have a song for you guys right now, and enjoy. guys and well that was it for today thank you for tuning in thank you and we're gonna say thank you for the uh, farm butcher table for coming in here and being our guests for today and shout out to to Yahaira for that awesome interview <laughs> shout out to every to the whole crew even the ones that are not here special shout outs to y'all shout out to our listeners shout out to Isabel shout out to everybody in the world so we'll see you guys in the next one día de trabajo, media jornada en la caja de un supermercado. Le preguntamos a qué te dedicas y nos dijo soy una caja registradora, soy una caja registradora. En la feria anual de los sintetizadores le dejamos probar. Oh, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.